Morning everyone, welcome to this Monday morning and we continue through the book of Luke. We're in Luke chapter 4 in this walking with Jesus and preaching series and we're reading from verse 38 this morning from Luke chapter 4. It says, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon, that's Simon Peter. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked them and would not, would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, he, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. My friends, I've been, while I was reading this this morning, I'm really challenged by this because it's so backward what Jesus does. Let me give you the example. So generally what happens, right, in the world is, so you do something amazing. So Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. People hear about it. So they bring their sick. Then the demons want to recognize Jesus and sort of increase his fame, if you want, right? Like, you're the son of God. But instead of allowing the hype to grow, right, because it's gone from one person healed to multiple people healed, now there's going to be this hype, you are the son of God. Even the, Imagine if the people all heard this and they're like, even the demons say that he's the son of God, like this is the supernatural thing. Jesus, sh- Jesus shuts that down, so he doesn't allow the hype to grow. And then Jesus withdraws to a solitary place, right, to go spend some time with his father. And the people come and they're like, let's keep this healing evangelism crusade, this fruitfulness thing, this amazing thing going. And Jesus is like, no, I've got to go to other towns as well. There's a bigger plan here. God's got other things for me to do. And he leaves them to go preach in the other um, synagogues of Judea. And something that could have grown and grown and and just become established and Jesus is famous and even the demons recognize him. And now all of a sudden all the people are coming and, you know, Jesus ministries international and sets up a giant synagogue and all the people come. Jesus walks away from that. And friends, I think what's so important when we read this text is Jesus didn't operate according to uh, the natural law, the natural principle of things. It's so easy for us to get caught up in momentum or caught up in hype of what's going on in the world. Um, And to be listening to what what everybody else says and go, well, just because everybody else says it must be true. Or just because everybody else thinks we should be doing that, it's true. And unfortunately, like what I love here, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, um, where the Pharisees were appealing to Jesus' ego. Here the the demons are almost appealing to Jesus' ego and Jesus sees it for what it is and he just shuts it down. Jesus didn't need a demon to tell him he was the son of God, right? He didn't need to look good in front of all of the people. He was the son of God already. He didn't have a point to prove. And if he'd given into that ego thing and, oh, of course I'm the son of God and starts to swagger, he allows stuff to get into his heart. And so Jesus makes sure that he guards his heart. And I think for us, friends, when... The opportunities that exist when there are um, situations in front of us. If we're holding our ego out in front of us and we're so fragile with it, we can really set set ourselves up to see our backsides in high definition. Um, And it can just, for a second, take something which is so good and so God-given 
And unfortunately, it's oftentimes in those moments of just real spiritual victory or just God doing amazing stuff or us feeling like we've really, really accomplished something. In the middle of that, friends, so often the enemy can have a little thing that he's, he's busy running through there and he can derail it. And not that that should make us fearful, but the response that Jesus does to all the big hype isn't to keep pushing into the hype, but it's to go, to go to be alone with his father and hear what his father has to say. And I unfortunately have um, just read over church history, but even having, the, having had the opportunity at one stage in my life to be part of an incredible move of God in our previous church, we saw um, more than 20,000 people come through our church. We saw 7,000 people saved in a very, very short space of time. It was like a full-blown revival happened in our church. And um, I remember thinking in the middle of that revival, towards the end of it, um, how absolutely exhausted I was. Just so tired. Because there's just so many people and and people, and there's so much to do and so much organization. and, And it's not only the testimony of us, but of many of revivals around the world that eventually what happens is we forget to be solitary, we forget to be alone, we forget to go spend time with the Father. What happens is we just keep hyping the hype train until eventually um, we get tired and I can't do it anymore. And we tap out of what God wants us to do. Now that's on a macro scale, but sometimes for us, even in a micro scale, friends, we get so caught up in the good stuff of what God is doing. We get so caught up in the greatness of our life and the excitement and the opportunities. I think in a city like Joburg, there's such an opportunity to be busy. It can be with our jobs or whatever. It's even in relationships. You know, if you're single and you meet someone and you get so excited and so caught up in the relationship that we forget in the middle of all of that to take the time to be alone with God, that eventually what happens is the enemy can come in and derail because the thing is no longer the blessing that God's given us. It becomes a hamster wheel that we just have to keep hyping up. And so, and, and eventually what happens is Jesus says to these guys, he says, um, he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of the gods, the other towns also, because that's why I was sent. And here's the thing, friends, every relationship, every business, every opportunity that we are offered, um, if it doesn't eventually find itself or find its meaning in seeing the kingdom of God est- extended, to see... Um, uh, you know, the kingdom of God extended in, into wherever that situation is. If that is not the point of that thing, it will eventually eat itself and it will come to nothing. And unfortunately, I've seen that time and time again throughout history where people have tried hard, done a lot, and we started with the kingdom of God and eventually became about a kingdom of a man or a kingdom of a person or a, a, the kingdom of this relationship or the kingdom of this business. And that became the main point. And as soon as that becomes the main point, the snake begins to eat its tail and the thing becomes small and meaningless. And the way we stop that from happening is by not neglecting to take time to be in the solitary place with God. Lord, what are you saying? What are you doing here? Just because there's fruit everywhere, just because it seems so good, just because it's exciting, just because everyone else is hyped about it, doesn't mean it's God. God God allows things to change over time, friends. And we don't want to get stuck in a place where we're worshipping something God used to do. We want to be fresh in the middle of what God is actively doing today. So I hope that blesses you guys. Can't wait to see you on Wednesday.